Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. It's good to be back for another Supercoach Elites podcast, but it wouldn't be a Supercoach Elites podcast without the third and most important member of the team, the Bombs Express. <laughs> oh, the kindness is amazing. But, Brenna, you're right. The Bombs Express is back, and we'll have to just uh, take a look at the games over the weekend. Corey, what do you reckon? A few injury club games that went on to, and the five games that uh, we had of the first weekend of the March series. But before we do that, Corey... Where can the listeners sit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Plenty to go over. I forgot about intra clubs. Um, yeah, didn't really have them on the run sheet tonight, but yeah, lucky oh, ball. It was a Frio session. It was a West Coast session, mate. What the fuck is going on with Brett, by the way? Oh, t- he loves me more than he ever has. I I don't, did, you lose a, did you lose a bet, Bretta? What, what bet did I lose? I I'm not sure. Just I just fucking before the podcast starts, your Bean Bombs friend podcast. <laughs> no, I messaged him. I messaged him. I never messaged him. I actually sent him a, a, a message. I can't believe it. <laughs> me, he hasn't replied to me, but he, he sent me love hard eyes as a response. So I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you now, Corey might be the just the newly hated member of the podcast team, uh, brother. Well, me and Brad aren't really up to speak in terms at the moment because he still thinks Matt Real's shit so can't wait till we get to the Gold Coast <laughs> <laughs> but anyway the show goes on Bumps look why don't you give us uh, a bit of a recap of um, what do we have Freo West Coast Collingwood Carlton. Carlton yeah was there anything else I'll tell you now there was there were just a couple well I don't know no they yes. were intra-club games Freo West Coast weren't they I think they were intra yeah. yeah teammate and being all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. Talk about, I'll tell you just talk Mate, you're good at that. Just shut up and talk. I'll just tell you the most important facts. Uh, Brett's number one pick player this year, Sam Doherty, returned and all went well, Corey. All went well. Racked up uh, plenty of all off that halfback flank, as we expected. Had a few touches in the first few moments of that game, which was fantastic. But I'll tell you now, they liked what little Tom Williamson did as well. And uh, at 146,000, he might be firming for a round one selection too. Now, I don't know much about what went on at Collingwood, Corey, because they're probably not giving us much on the rookie front. Bianco. However, Bianco, yeah, and he did good. And look, who knows? Maybe we will see him at some point. He's a defender mid, isn't he? 117K. So maybe we will get a chance to see him at at some point. But, of course, the Blues, uh, off to a good start. Beat Collingwood, I think, uh, in three out of the four quarters or something like that. So we're on the way to the flag this year. Six quarters they played. Yes, that's right. They played yeah. the extra two at the end of the day, and they were, oh, mate, I don't know what the hell they got going on there. But the most important news out of the weekend, I actually believe, was from the Frio, was actually from just uh, just in Perth, because this Sarong fella, Corey, he is firming as an absolute lock in my team right now. Caleb. Now, I've done some reshuffling to get him in at M number seven. So I've got Rail at M6. And him at M number seven. Yep. So keep an eye on him. And a couple of couple of breakout contenders as well. We've seen Chera and um, and Brayshaw just play absolutely on the pill. Now I'm not saying select them, but come season's end, they could be uh, maybe even pushing for some of those uh, top six to top eight positions in the forward line of defence, respectively. You know, Chera is a defender. 
Mate, you shut all over him in the Freo podcast. Absolutely. I brought him up. I brought him up and I was a big rap for him. And you gave me donuts and told me I was an idiot. And this is why I shouldn't be on podcast because I just don't know what I'm talking about. And now you're like, Adam Chera really showed us something on the weekend. And uh, I'm telling you what, did you, did you know he was a, a defender, Corey? My yes, boy, Adam Chera. We talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Well, you got me on that one. Hey, why am I allowed to change my tune? Through you the are, because, hey, I just want to touch on it. No, it is. Tom Williamson. It's bloody Roman Marshall you, over again. You, you yes. hated Tom you Williamson, hated Tom Williamson. I did. I absolutely hated that one. But when I saw Sarchevic on the weekend, Corey, I thought, well, he can fuck off and I'll get Tom Williamson. Hey, you know, he didn't play a half. He had eight touches in a half. I thought he played all right. Oh, just, don't, don't even go there, Corey. Now, I'll tell you now as well. Five's been too busy this weekend taking uh, some sort of photo shoot down by the beach. And I'll tell you now, I'm not starting him this year, Corey. And I'm just putting a flag out to people. I'm saying do not pick that five. What do you reckon of that for a bit of a bit of a pearl? It's not really a hot take. I've been saying it all pre-season. You've been hey. telling me I'm an idiot. So yet again, you're changing your tune. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got I've, got first, I've got my Long first time, time, my first team without him. First time all pre-season. Yeah, no, 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 I think that's a mistake. Hey, anyway, over to the uh, West Coast Eagles. Brander, now, what did I tell you on the Now, you want to pop me maybe for changing my tune on uh, on Chera and Williamson and that. Now, what did I tell you about Brander late last week, Corey? You legit dropped this news, <laughs> and then he I've heard what? it everywhere since. Uh, I'll tell you now, Corey, you better start paying me some respect, mate, because he was floating around on the wing. And I'll tell you now, you know why we didn't hear anything about the last three quarters of that game? Why? Because they closed it off to the public. No one had eyes on the game. But what they saw in the first quarter there, Corey, was Brander flying up and down the wing and uh, just getting a lot of ball. So, what so you're I'm telling, telling you now, just I'm telling you, 133,000, Corey, defender Ford, just uh, start making a team with him selected in it. And uh, there's another one down there, defender. His name's Williams. And I'm hearing a lot of good things about him as well. 117,000 from the uh, West Coast Eagles as well. So there's been a lot of movement, I think, in Perth, particularly around the um, the rookies. Now, we all know as well about Hayden Young and, uh, you know, sort of the injury cloud now he's under. And he's probably not firming for a round one uh, lineup. And more importantly, though, Corey, Stephen Hill. Yeah, that, back that was Freo's number one draft pick, yeah, Stephen Hill. He's good, 190K. Tore it to shreds, Corey. That was another one Bob hated to Red. Can't pick him. Dodgy Hammies cannot pick him. Hey, but you know what? He's on on a wing now. That's less running. That's good for the Hammies, Breda. See, I like to read into things a little bit more than you, maybe. Where do you play? Halfback? Halfback playing. Yeah. yeah. And I like it. Good ball user. You won't have to <laughs> smash the kilometers in the legs anymore. It'd be good now. I reckon you got to lock him, mate. you got to lock him. But, that, but that's that's about the wrap-up from uh, those two, you know, because as we know, said it last week, got my eyes on Perth. So basically the wrap-up from the uh, the two intra-club games was everything Bonfer has said about both of these teams and then all four of these teams in the preseason has been incorrect until this point. So he's changed his mind. Except for Jared Brown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cockhead, Corey. Get him off, mate. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna sit back tonight, and I'm gonna listen to that Fremantle podcast. And see how much of this was true. Uh, and we will not hear another word about it because yeah. he will never bring it up. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, should we get into the actual marsh? Um, let's get into the actual game. Let's go for it, mate. 
What was it called? The Marsh what? Marsh Community no, Cup. No cup. Wizard, Wizard Cup. <laughs> the Wizard Cup. The Marsh Cup. Wizard Home Loans Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, kicked us off on Thursday night. Look, I'm, I think we might just go through team by team. Who impressed? Who caught your eye? Rookies. We're not going to talk about anyone, everyone, boys. We'll talk about the most super coach relevant player, um, and that's Tim Membry. I think all three of us have brought him in. Am I correct? I started the season with yeah. him, so I don't know how I could bring him in. But yeah, 164 on the weekend is absolute lock now for our, our team's boss. What's his pick percentage? I want to see it. Yeah, I'd be less curious. One or two. Um, Raul Marshall, bomber, 117. He scored on the weekend. Uh, look, we got him as a ruck only. Irrelevant? Um, I only think he's irrelevant because I think we're just we should just all be starting Grundy and Gorn, but uh, probably no reason why you can't push you know 105 on the year or something like that. Do you reckon he can score higher than that? Is the serious worry what we've said the whole time that there's just too much minutes in the real season that Paddy Ryder will take out? Paddy Ryder had 11 hitouts, Ryan Marshall 24. Yeah, and I think you know you look at that 117 that he scored, and he's kicked two snags in that. But also, he was rucking against Segler the whole game. So, you know, you're rucking against Segler and you kick him two snags, you, you probably want to be scoring 140, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, Hunter Clark was probably the most impressive for me on the eye test. Um, a lot of people were kind of worried about his position. A lot of run off that half back. I think we're going to see Hunter Clark on, a, on probably more of a winger through the midfield this year. Uh, did have a look before. Hunter Clark, he had seven, I think, centre bounce attended for the night. Um, uh, how do I have it? Yeah, seven centre bounce attended for the night. So I think Hunter Clark will develop more into a wing and midfielder. I know we got a question uh, in the Patreon just about um, are we worried with Hunter Clark taking points off Robertson? But I don't think there's too much to worry about with that there. Hunter Clark was super impressive. Like. Honestly, out of all the super coach players on that night, he was one that really took my eye. Not going to have the balls to start him. He is a, he's a draft pick there too. But, yeah, anyone else think any different? Bretta, what do you think of Hunter Clark's game? Similar to sort of how Adam Chera is, where he's probably going to be a star at some point. But um, when it comes to super coach, you don't take big risks like that because more often than not, they do burn you, um, him and Chera. Just, they could break out, could be anything, but you're not going to hurt by waiting a little bit and say five games into the season, they're averaging 110. You can just go pay an extra 80K and jump on the bandwagon. You're not going to miss out anything by not picking him because nobody else is really going to pick him that early. Bob? No, nah, just echo those thoughts, Corey. Yeah, no, beautiful. Who caught your eye, mate? Um, you know, look, now I have to raise this because you two fuckheads were adamant that there was no Tom Mitchell this year. Oh, yeah, thought, I, was oh, he's trying, I was trying to keep it to St Kilda first. But, uh, oh, but I'd also like to say Bomfer was adamant that Tom Mitchell had an ACL injury and not a stat <laughs> league. So, oh, yeah, who's the uh, real idiot? <laughs> hey, Brenda, mate, we're talking about St Kilda here, mate. Keep it focused, all right? <laughs> yeah. um, now, Jade, Jade Gresham. Now, for those out there, now, this is a classic. Do yeah, not touch. like Jade I mean, Gresham. I mean, off the back, I mean, what he did was actually very, very he scored 59 in 59% game time as well, um, and he had a lot of centre-bounce attendances. Don't go picking that. I mean, don't get sucked into that rubbish. Done the same last year, didn't he? He averaged 84 last year and had a massive second half of the season. What's to say you can't go on and become a better footballer this year, spending more time in the midfield? He's good enough. He's a super talent. 18 centre-bounce attended for Grisham, too. You picking him, Brett? 
Yeah, look, I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, I'm not yeah. starting him, but he's one of those yeah. players that wouldn't surprise me if he came from the clouds and became a top six. Had midfield minutes up. Yeah, it would surprise me. Well, think about Whitfield, Whitfield, Dusty. Who it else? Do you think you know, reminds me so much of Zach Merritt. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. he kind of. You know who he weirdly reminds me of? Obviously, not quite on that level yet. Lockie Neal, small, tight, and good and good in the little tight corners. Obviously, he doesn't like rack up the ball yet, but hasn't played midfield minutes yet. But he's just a nippy little midfielder, great hands. He just wins the hard ball, even though he's not a big dude. Lays tackles for days. I mean, that same sort of mould, one day maybe he does break into that. And imagine if he got him this year as a forward and he became that this year, this early. I reckon if Dan Butler was about 40 grand cheaper, 234,000 uh, he is, he would have been an awesome yep. super coach pick. Strongly agree. He had a really good game there. They actually had some run through the midfield too, so... It was, uh, it was pretty impressive. Let's face it, though. Everyone was running through the midfield in that game. Uh, yeah, well, yeah that, is, that is one thing about action. Marsh Cup. Everybody gets a crack and gets a go at it, but come the big time, they just go back to what they know. Anyone else for Saints? Did, we have any, did they have any runs? I think it, oh, Maxi King. I, think I thought Maxi King looked yeah. all right in the first quarter, but he was pretty shit after that. But I think it just confirms he's going to be a heartbeat on our on our benches, and I think you pick him because he's going to play as uh, many games as he can. And you know what? For a seven-touch, one-goal game, you take the 40, I think, or 40. Jack Steele? There was a lot of um, a lot of almost could-have-beens, too, with him. There was a lot of drop marks. and oh, yeah. shockingly. Yeah. Yeah, shockingly. You're not looking at Jack Steele, eh, brother? You wouldn't... No, but he looked impressive. Yeah. That's the only thing. Loosely lined up tag Tom Mitchell. Like that. Yeah. But, yeah, again, you just can't pick him. I don't like St. Kilda's value at all, to be honest. Uh, but you oh, know Billings. Was, you know oh, was, yes. Yeah, Let's Billings, Billings was good late. I thought uh, Hill was really good early, too, Brad Hill. Um, just an exciting front, not super coach. Um, Bonfart, you know, take your 45 minutes talking about Tom Mitchell, mate. Now, has he made it into either of your teams? Uh, not even close. You, you know this, so it's not fair. I had a play last night where I put him in, but yeah. He scored 89 from 61% game time, and he looked like he wasn't even going to bother trying in, you know, in that 61%. I was, I was watching that first quarter, and I didn't even notice him. Like, outstandingly, he had six disposals, laid something like six tackles, and I was just like, yeah, that's impressive, just going under the radar, Tom Mitchell. It's what he does. Bretta, he could have snapped his bones in 17 places. I'd still be picking him. Fair income. I think you're missing out here, Brett. You're missing out and the player's going to go 130. And was my outlandish statement he'd return to being the number one scorer in the game this year? I'm yeah, sticking firm with that, that one. Almost. I think I'm that sticking. Yeah, too, you just so. picked the best player on every team and said that. Hey, Brett. Fair income. Yes. Shut up, mate. No, Tom Mitchell. Right. Hey, we're back. We're back. We're back to 89, 61 percent. I mean, yeah, you have. To, I think it's a sin not to start with. Sixty-one percent. There was thirty-two set of answers for the game. He was there for twenty of them. Yeah, because he can't play anywhere else. Yeah, I know. But even at, like what I'm saying is, it's a community series. I thought that maybe they might just go put him down back or rest him up forward. It's a good thing for you, mate. Oh, what for? He's got no well, speed about him at all. For no reason. He can only play underneath. I'm actually helping your argument, you stupid dickhead. 
you're not. Yeah, not I am. Good. I'm saying that he only he went and played in the midfield, you dumb. It's pure me. Oh, I mean, it's pure me. You say only like it was negative, Corey. Like I'm saying only, saying only like oh it's a good thing. Where's the, where's the best place for points? Where's the best place to play to get points, Bomfer? Right midfield. I'm not going to pick right Tom right Mitchell if playing off a yeah, half-back flank. You muppet. I probably would, Corey. Is that tough? I probably would. Hey, you know what the you know what the good thing about this as well was? Look, he had 21 touches. He only had one mark. I mean, this is the yeah. guy who loves to go, you know, a little bit left, a little bit right, and just get these cheap little sort of, you know, marks as well. I mean, I think come, you know, season kind of proper, we'll expect that mark telling just to be jacked up it's a little bit. funny because we watched, we watched the game before Friday night. We went out Friday night, but before... Before we went out, we put the hot, the replay back on. We're watching it together, and the first thing that you said is, "This is a very different Hawthorne. They're playing too quick." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I did I did say that. I thought their their game style was a lot quicker, and that would impact his ability to get those sort of little cheap uh, mark kicks around the ground. But I'll tell you what, who gives a flying toot, Corey, when you're still getting 21 touches of the pilling 61 percent? Yeah, look good. A um, couple of things that I noticed in the game that kind of the the double negatives is I didn't really want big boy McAvoy to go down too early because I wanted to see how him and Segler would actually split that time during ruck and defence because big Segler just rucked basically the whole game himself too. So um, for anyone that was looking at Jonathan Segler as a solo ruckman, I think that's almost, like I said, a double negative. Um, and Damon Graves, who had an absolute blinder of a game, someone's got to go out for um, Sicily to come back in too. How's this, how's this kid first game take it took uh, four kick-ins? Just give me the ball. Was, yeah, I'll tell you now, he stood out. First he was grouse. He sent time on ground right. too. The, the red hair on him stood out like dog balls, Corey. And he looked... You know who he reminds me a little bit of? Someone in their current team. A little bit of like Hardwick. He just seemed very tough, very courageous. Doesn't you know? Doesn't look like he's going to set the world on fire. It just looks like he's going to be a very good citizen in that back line. Now, he could be... He's one a bit like Bo Waters. Bo Waters-like. Yeah, and hey, Bo Waters was a premium one year. And Bo Waters took kickouts. Yeah, he was a tough guy, but he took kickouts, which jacked his points up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a $123,000 defender, so he could have just been given a, a nice little one year too. Yeah, I thought Giath was good, but obviously way too expensive. Chatty Wingard, 51% game time, 56. Bombs eight, boy. 18 centre bounce attended. Bombs. Sorry. Now, I keep trying to, you know, I bang on about this. 56 from 51%. That's what he scored, Corey. If he genuinely plays this kind of midfield role, then he will be top six. I can't add anything further to that. He will be top six. Was good. They look good. Very good. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, anyone else? No, I think I think everything was just you know as is. Uh, Jonathan Patton impressed a fair bit, didn't he? And I don't think they can play uh, Sicily forward. You know, just looking at no you sure. know sort of how that forward line kind of structured and all the rest of it. I don't think they can do it. Exactly. You look at Where's Gunston playing? Yeah, Where's Gunston playing? One playing forward down back. The season. Gunston's playing forward. Then that could be a switch. If it goes wrong, they put Gunston down back, Sicily up forward, because that's what they've you done. You are far. kidding me. Sicily can't play just forward, Brett. Devil's advocate. I'm just playing devil's <laughs> advocate over Very good. <laughs> You're in a fucking grumpy mood tonight, you prick. Yeah, not much. <laughs> I mean, fair income. I hope the reviews come in and just say, can, can you guys fuck better off on the podcast better without him? Fair income. <laughs> 
I wouldn't be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I reckon we get that weekly. Um, and then you get the, where is Bretta? I love Bretta. I want to lick Bretta. <laughs> I wish Bretta would take me for a walk instead. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got the dog walk in early tonight. Don't worry, boys. Got the dog walk in early tonight. Yeah. Now, now fair thinking, you actually walked in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not convinced by that, Corey. I reckon he's going to drop out mid-podcast. You you might just see him down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Visual. Um, jump across to the Doggies and North Melbourne boys, a Friday night game. Start with the Dogs. Start with the number one point score on the ground, 195. Um, what do you have? 37 disposals, eight tackles. Kick. How many goals did he kick? Two. 17 He was absolutely everywhere, and that was Marcus Bontempelli. Um I don't think any primo was probably trading more than this bloke over the weekend. Um, any of you guys have a look at it? Brett, now you were massive on Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, I've been running him. He was the, one of my first players picked, and I said he'd be top three this year, and I am filthy he's just done that because his percentage owned has jumped up so much. You always need massive to do, on a, bond. do a McRae and just go 126, you know, maybe a, yeah, another but... 110 and then round one. It was, it, just rest. It was so good because I was actually thinking of you. Um, Gary Lyon was commentating the game, and he's like, just take him off. Why are we wasting this on a yeah. community series? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, was please good. do. Just Because if people see the score at, like, 110, they'd be like, oh, you just, you know, 110. You know, it's not I like, opening, but, yeah, 195. Same as, yeah, another guy I'm sure we'll talk you about know, the, a little the, bit later who went berserk. The biggest thing I noticed about this, and they've always been big on it, but every single time that that ball was, like, marked on the half-forward flank, Marcus Bontempelli is running past, and no matter where he was, it was straight to him. Like, like just yeah. I've always thought in side fifty. I've always thought at some stage he was going to be the best player in the competition. It might only be for like a one or two year window, and I think well now is probably as good a time as ever for him to hit that. I mean, what is he like six four power midfielder goes forward, athletic, does it all. Just he's so freaking good, and I think he's in the prime of his career. And honestly, he's going to have one of those seasons where he averages that crazy one thirty-five, one forty, and yeah, it might be this year, might be next, but I'm not going to miss it when it happens. I'm going to be running Bonson Pally into the ground the next few seasons. One thirty-five, one forty. That'll, that'll be a change up. Ablett from numbers. Into the Ablett numbers. Oh my lord. <laughs> Up from running the dog on the leash. <laughs> Gotta stay fit. Gotta stay fit. <laughs> exercise is exercise, mate. Doesn't matter how you get it. Hey, what's the value? 25, 25 seconds at a time. 25 <laughs> seconds at a time. <laughs> 25 seconds by 12 reps a day. That's what he's running right now. Um, the most impressive thing, and I think I flagged this during the Bulldogs podcast. Brett will say I didn't, but I did was that with his acquisition in the full line of... Uh, who did they bring over? Um, oh, Some dickhead from St Kilda. Yeah. Bruce? Uh, Bruce. Was yeah. it him? Yeah. Yeah, Bruce didn't play on the weekend, but I think they gave us an insight as to how they're going to use Bonson Pally because he was just pure midfield. He didn't get these forward minutes this time. And I don't think he's ever racked up... Well, I can't remember the last time he kind of racked up a 37-type yeah, touch game. Yeah. He's always sort of 30 sort of possessions, sort of at a max, 32 yeah. maybe. You're looking at 37 like maybe was huge. 33 is like a peak Bonson Just Pally imagine. Game. Just imagine Bonson Pally, 35 disposals with that champion. 
bias that he gets, boys, all year long. He's going 200-plus multiple times this year. You had a look at it since, Bobs? You had to play with him in? Oh, yeah, they have, yeah. I've got, I've got that swing in M5 position, and he's actually trying <laughs> to miss it. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> 28 centimetres. I just out of curiosity, boys, who's your, your four mids, your top four? Don't even tell me how many you're running, but who's oh, your top four? Oh, man, it's actually saved on my computer. I've done this the other day. I've got McRae, Cripps, uh, Titch, Danger at the moment. They're, they're the four that I don't move, and then I constantly yeah. go in and out of that last position there. I, got, I think at the moment I had Callie McRae, um, Cripper. Cripper, and I, I think I put Tom Mitchell above Dangerfield. Um, but right now I've got Tom Mitchell in my <laughs> That's team. That's a lot of cash. Um, yeah, but, but like, you can't ignore that game from Bond. Yeah, I like Bond. That, Big on Bond, position, let's keep moving. Constant, it's a constant swing, that position. Between Kelly, Bontempelli, Oliver, Trelaw, and there's probably about 12 others I forgot to mention. Um, Neil, did I say anything? Yeah. But yeah, 28 centimetre ounces on the night. Bontempelli attended 24. Yeah, and let's not forget, Go. I mean, he's going to get some Go. attention attention given to him. So don't get too Everyone stuck. is, all the good ones do. I saw someone tweet that out the other day and it just settled me so much that all the good ones are going to get tagged. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jack McRae, just doing what Jack McRae does. Gun, pick him. Touches. Yeah, super. Who impressed star. you more on the weekend, McRae or Lockie Neal? Lockie Neal. But I think I'm picking McRae. McRae so I think so. McRae just reassured that he just does what he does. I, I was more yeah. impressed by McRae's game than Lockie Neal's, and I think it was just more on probably disposal efficiency and use of the pill. Um, even with a, a Bontempelli dominating as well, like that's what you got to look at. You had. Bont, do- Bont dominate. McRae played really, really well. You could probably say he dominated. I even thought Dunkley played well. So you had the midfield three sitting there playing really, really good football. Um, Lockie Hunter got plenty of it of a wing. Where you have a look at Brisbane, and it was just one player again. It was Lockie Neal. Um, so, because there's a lot of teams that I, I don't think will run both. They'll probably go head-to-head with each other. and uh, I'm swaying to the Jack McRae on that side of the pendulum. Um Rather than Lockie Neal, even though Lockie Neal had 45 and absolutely killed it on the weekend, um, I'm taking more out of the eye test from Jack McRae. And we did say this that this is it's not necessarily about scores when you're watching the uh, the oh my god Brett thanks a lot when you're watching the Marsh Community Series. The Wizard Home Loans Cup. <laughs> and um, more or less, it's about the eye test. And when you got a player like uh, Jack McRae touching the ball absolutely effort- effortlessly again, laying tackles, it's exactly what you want to see. Hey, can I raise another just point here about Bonton Pally? And you just let me know if this um, if this may deter you guys at any all. But you know they play uh, the Western Bulldogs twice in the first twelve rounds, like before he the bye. He plays for the Western Bulldogs, mate, so they can't play them twice. He plays GWS then, in that case. Yeah, and, Matty um, yeah. yeah, and, you and his that. last two scores against uh, GWS ninety and eighty four. Yeah, twice before when. Before they buy. That's crap, said the coach fixturing. Yeah, well, sometimes just teams do that. They play twice early or they don't play one team until like yeah. round 22 or some some crap like that. But um, yeah, and it's, it's actually not that long between drinks as well. It's something I, like, you know, twice in like eight weeks or something. I'll tell you the other way to look at that. I mean, I know you're talking about probably the discount price you can get him if he gets tagged out of those and et cetera, et cetera. But 
you know, obviously helps him for the back end of the year too. So if he does break out, like Brett says, are you sacrificing a lot of early scores because of the potential of someone being tagged? And I think when you're looking at the big, you know, your big five or big six in whatever you're running in a midfield, if you truly believe that Bont is going to be the star, I wouldn't overthink those tag games. Yeah, just playing devil's advocate. Nah, very good. Yeah, not nah, like it. Josh Dunkley, did this call the Jets for everyone? Probably. I, never looking, I still I like the pick. Yeah. Can you run all three? But I can't run three doggies. Nah, that's the thing. No, I'm, I'm, I've been a maybe the whole way along. Now I'm a no. I think you go McRae and then you split your well, two. For me, question. I like Bonson Pally as much as later. We've got some questions today, boys, for this pod. So have a chat about that. Okay, then. like it. Yeah. Like it. Um, anyone else for the dogs? I don't think they played much use, did they? No. No. Um, and they've got no other top end apart from the big three. How'd Lipinski go? I didn't, even, I didn't really no, know. Lipinski, seven, 71. 71 old, 18 touches, 7 enough. tackles. That's not bad. Not enough. Nah, it's not, not enough to warrant selection. Lipinski, 9 centre bounce attended. Smith he was eight. their fourth most highest centre bounce attended. So they had, they had McRae, Bont, and Dunkley just dominate um, the centre bounce attendance, and he was fourth in line with nine. North Melbourne, how bad is it that Cunners is going to miss the All-Star game? Jesus. Ali, look, big, big V. Big country boy. Big country boy. Yeah. Grew up on a dairy farm. Get a heart bomb for your city flog. Um, <laughs> uh, the Ruckman, I think it's interesting that we talk here. Now, you can't take too much away from, like, you know, too much into account because the doggies didn't have a hundred kilo Tim English out there. They had about a forty-five kilo Jordan Sweet in the ruck too. So, um, Toddy Goldstein only a hundred Supercoach points for forty-seven hitouts. That's yeah, probably take it with a bar of salt. But you reckon uh, Tristan is it Zerry? Is that Cherry? I think Cherry was how they pronounced it. Cherry would yeah. be what I'd go with. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we've got him at one hundred twenty-three k defender forward, uh, f- defender forward, ruck forward. Do you reckon there's kind of viability in there if um, Ben Brown doesn't get up for the start of the season? Once I think what they say is going to miss the first three, two or three. Yeah, yeah. no. And uh, one of the moves I did do following Marsh series week one, where it was actually bring uh, Cherry, if that's what we call him, um, onto my ruck bench because uh, I think he's firm in um, given what's going on with Ben Brown there. Yeah, uh, One I did like for anyone in draft leagues was the look of Jai Simkin running through the midfield as well. I didn't think you'd get much of that, but keep an eye on him next week. And our boy, Aidan Bonner, you got him in yet, Bombs? No, but I'll tell you what, 76 from 61% was fairly in. Hey, bloody really good. You know what, the one thing that I really like too? He's bloody tackle pressure. He loved playing a tackle. I'll say this, Brett, fix your mic, mate. I mean, fair income. What's wrong with this? There's a lot of breeze. Yeah. Um... I'll tell you now, Corey, he's going to die out very quickly. And I reckon the 61% is indicative of his fitness level. So if there's one negative that I've been hearing all preseason, it's that his motor is no good for, no good to run out of game in the midfield. So I'm concerned about that. And the fact he's only running 61% in a preseason game when really they could really just give him as much as they kind of want, I'm concerned that that's kind of like his max kind of output. How much game time did Tom Mitchell play yes. on the weekend? <laughs> Give that stat bomber. Just handy. Sorry, Brett, I lost that information, mate. 
Interesting. Interesting. But we, 61%. But we know. We know I think Tom that shows that Tom Mitchell possibly can't currently run out of games because he hasn't been able to run with a broken leg for a year. I think that's something to keep in mind. Very important going into the season. 61% game time. Just doesn't run out of games. Yeah, can't You've be trusted. You've got to sack this guy, Corey. He just brings us irrelevant information all the time. I'm telling you, Brett, he has not got capacity to play full mid-time minutes. So cool your Jets. And so you're still picking Tom Mitchell, even though he doesn't have the capacity to play. 200K, 200K is far too much, in my opinion, to pay for someone. I'd much rather pay 25 less, use a bit of DPP, and get Caleb Sarong. Yeah. I don't have him as well, so it's okay. We're all on the same page here. It was great to see Matt Jack back playing football as well, too. Yeah, that uh, was. Head 30 was the hit from Marlon Williams as well. <laughs> And he only got two for that. Oh, he put little press red for red in bloody coma. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a big hit. To um, be fair, someone had to do it. Like, it had to be done. <laughs> uh, anyone else take anything out, out of this game? Well, I'll tell you that my boy, Jack Mahoney, Moni, Marnie. Who shit? Fuck him off. Get your <laughs> <own papers. laughs> And if you're on the North Melbourne board... Or list management team take him off the fucking. <laughs> He's a fucking spud. Eight. He scored 30 points. He had six touches from 69% game time. Good start. He had one set of outs attended. Mate, how yeah. small is the bloke? Yeah, he's, he's fuck him off. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, lads, for uh, maybe talking him up a little bit, but he, he seems real dudley. He'd have to come out and really, I mean, I mean, really tear the game up, uh, whatever they play next, if, if I'm to pick him this year. Uh, we jump across to the D's and the Crows. Now, Bonfer already has Christian Petrarca straight in his team. Um, was thoroughly impressed. Look, something that I do want to talk about is it is it Matty Nix, Adelaide's coach? Yeah. Matty Nix, yep. He was straight on SEN. Like, he was on SEN, I think it was today or yesterday or whatever, whenever I was listening to it. Um, and he said, look, if that was a normal game, someone would have been straight to Petrarca in the first quarter. So, they, you know, if this was an AFL season, he's not having 38 disposals today. Yeah. He played well. I tell you what, I think him and um, Clayton Oliver are probably in the best shape I've ever seen either of them. They both look very, very good. They've slimmed down. Um, you know, Petrarca's still got those big muscles, but he's de- he's slimmed down and he's, he's gone more of an aerobic tank here too. I think I think he will play more midfield minutes this year. Nothing like what we've seen on the weekend. Um, well, we got Brayshaw to come back in that side. Was there anyone else that missed? I'm sure there would have been, but yeah. uh, obviously there's a big Maxi yeah. in play. So I, I just don't think, don't get too sucked into Petrarca. I mean, even if he dominates next week, he's one of those ones that I would definitely want to wait, hold, and then go into the start of the season with. Um, any thoughts on Petrarca? Did he overly impress either of you to a point where you're like, yeah, I'll keep an eye on him next week and or not? No. Nah. I mean, there is – yeah, this was my rule. If you hadn't considered them or they weren't part of, let's call it a you – know, what do you call it? Uh, well, you know when you get the All-Australian team, you get a squad, right? If they weren't part of your squad going in – and, you know, rookies excluded from this. If they weren't part of your squad, then don't go adding them to your squad now. Leave him out of there. And now Petrarca was not part of mine, nor was he part of anyone's squad. So do not add him into the consideration list. Let's not forget the forward value we have. We've got Greenwood. We've got Devin Smith. 
We've got locks like Conor like Dusty and Whitfield. You've got Stephen Hill you can select down there, and we've got a whole bunch of rookies too. There is no room in anyone's team for Christian Petrarca. Brother? Yeah, agreed. It's a wait and see with Petrarca. Um, thing that's really annoyed me in the past is he's the most you know, gifted-looking footballer without actually doing much. He's super fumbly below the knees, and until he cleans that up with pressure in the big season, then... Um, just it's such a I don't like to use the word, but it's it's a trap. I feel like it's a trap, and I feel like a lot of people are going to get sucked in by the big numbers. And as you said, anyone breaks out and has a big quarter like that in the regular season, the attention comes very quickly, and I don't think you can handle it just yet. It's funny. The two things that you always think about with Petrarca is the nickname Petrapa, and the other thing that I always think of is you know that meme, the Star Wars one. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. It's, a trap. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's legit the most awesome. used, I reckon, on Christian Petrarca too. But, yeah, not for me. Uh, Clary, super impressed. Uh, back into my team. Very good. Yeah. He, he's, now, he's gonna, I think he's going to be the unlucky one to miss out because I think, realistically, I'm going to take Neil or Bont into the season and Clary is the one that I can't fit into the team because I'm not willing to sacrifice... Crips, Titch, or Danger. Yeah, I just love the points that I think, the price difference in there too, that he, like yeah. allowing Clary. I'm, right now I've got Clay yeah. in over Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah, and you know, if you need the, if you need kind of that 30 or 40K and it makes such a significant difference in, you know, an alternate position or whatever it is, then by all means. Um, because I, I don't think Clary's going to be too far off Danger, to be honest. But, I mean, if you've got the money just sitting in the bank, then I prefer the safety and just using it on Dangerfield. Yeah. I test, man. I test. I, I said that he looked as fit as I've seen him. I genuinely mean that. He looked fit and still played and, with that aggression. And that was without, I mean, we know the Gorn Oliver combination yeah. in the AFL is the best ruck to midfielder combination going round. He did that without Gorn there feeding him the ball. Yeah. I think the big, big thing is he's not had two shoulder surgeries in the preseason this year. So you take that into consideration, and what's it called? Melbourne maybe aren't as shit as they were last year, and he averaged 110 with both of those things last year. Who's to say he can't you know, bump that up to 120? I don't see how he's any worse, and if I'm getting 22 games of 110-plus out of Clayton Oliver, I'm like pretty much locked in. Like, How can you say no? No, yeah. I agree. And in fact, I just traded out Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I'm only kidding. Yeah, you mid-price at Aaron Vandenberg once. He put a uh, hey, I've said some quality stuff this preseason, haven't I, Corey? Yeah. He makes a difference, that team, 100 from 71%. Yeah, well, I really like the look of him too. I'm telling you now, he makes that team a better football team. That's what I like about him. Yeah. Uh, KKP, uh, Pickett, what, 32 uh, I mean, or 70 percent, just too much of a small forward. I mean, yeah, far too much. I mean, I don't think, you know, he'll have a game where he probably gets over 14 or 15 touches and he probably maxes out, what, three goals? So, yeah, yeah it's a no-go for me. Yeah, 150 There is one. Now, if you've got a little bit of coin, right, and say someone like this Kazara Pickett was on your thing, now this is someone potentially I like more than Aiden Botter. Tom Sparrow, Corey. Have a look at what he's put up over the weekend. Hey, 77. 17 centimetres attended as well. 77 from 60% game time, $182,000 forward. I, ju- I just don't think he'll get enough midfield minutes, though. Well, you keep an eye in yep. JLT, too, because if they put out somewhat, you know, 
close to their best team, and he's still tearing it up, I'll tell you now, he could even come close to making a late play or late charge from a forward line. The Sparrow. What do you think of the Sparrow, brother? Not a big fan because uh, he's he's rubbish, <laughs> and that's pretty much where I'll leave it. I'll just leave it there. Oh, let's go across to the most irrelevant super coach team in the competition. Nah, I'm joking. Essendon. We're not talking about Essendon, Adelaide. Um, <laughs> Another one eighteen score. Wayne Valera played well. I love it. I, I I wouldn't have the balls in this. Atmosphere, no, no, hemisphere, is this what we are? Hemisphere? Yeah. Oh, this galaxy, wherever the fuck we are. I wouldn't have the balls to do it, but I'm telling you, I love the pick. They put out a couple. Benny Davis, 123k forward. Jordan Butts was, I thought, pretty good. Um, uh, obviously. Yeah, Bus paid with Dodie to come back. Uh, Paddy Wilson put out 59 from 64% game time. Um, so it depends if Bonds finds him relevant or irrelevant in the 60s. I'm not quite sure. Uh, Chasey Jones was one that people were talking about. It is way too expensive for my liking. Um, and little what Ned McHenry do? He had 42% game time. Uh, yeah, he was monitored because he got he copped a knock last week, didn't he? What think so. Uh, Billy Frampton, one that uh, Brett has spoken about. He dropped 54, 165k. One that I really like the look of was Rory Laird. Bonds only 41% game time, dropped 50. Just the old reliable. Um, I'll tell you now. Now, I told Britta I was a bit nervous. Well, I don't know if I told Britta, I told you. can't remember. But me and Britta talk these days, right? Bryce Gibbs, I was a bit worried about what he was going to do. But Laird, mate, he was just like the pill was uh, on the yo-yo for him that day. I'm comfortable now with him sitting back at defence one for me. I just had to see him with Gibbs out there because that was my sort of knock, uh, you know, in the lead up to kind of this series was I don't know what sort of role this is going to play, but Gibbs looked as useful as useful as, as Brett probably on, uh, well, essentially walking his dog on a podcast, right? <laughs> now, Laird looked good. Laird, he did not uh, seem to be impacted greatly by it. And in fact, he went at 92% even. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very happy too. with it. I'm very, very happy with Rory Led right now at D1. Right You don't have to convince me with Rory Led. He's been sitting at D2 for me the whole time. Like, he has not moved. He's underpriced, and he is Mr. Consistent down back. Absolutely love to pick. Okay. Good. I don't have him at the moment, but he played really good football. Really? Yeah, yeah no, I don't have him. I've got um, Sicily, Houston, Doherty. Houston. Okay, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, and you'll watch me blow him off when we get to the Port Adelaide section of this pod too. Well, uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, Gold Coast and Geelong, probably my favourite game of the weekend. Um, and there was one reason: <laughs> it was Matty Rial. Yeah, I just yeah, exactly. Just you carry on without me. Put on an absolute clinic. Twelve centimetres attendance was arguably the best player out on the ground, probably behind Hugh Greenwood, Darcy McPherson, and a couple of others. But um, absolute superstar. I've just, I've got, what, dropped his first supercoach ton in his first game. I think there was someone else who done that last year too, Bombs. Yeah, he's not quite at that level, Corey. But, uh, I mean, Brett, give us an update. Is he in your team? He's not. He's still not in my team. And I'm very, very comfortable with that. Just head over to Twitter, Brett, and just reread that tweet I sent you. You clearly didn't watch his game. Yeah. He's not in your team. 
I clearly did not watch his game, yes. but I'll be checking him out. Don't Sit worry. Down and yourself a favor and go watch it. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong here, Corey, but does he not remind you a lot of Clayton Oliver? Mate, exactly, exactly. He's a he's a bull. He's a unit man, and just in and under, very, very clean set of hands. Deals about three or four changes through, got the ball, handball out straight to a teammate. The first time I've seen him play league footy, Corey, and I could not just stop thinking about, this is just Clayton Oliver. I mean, he has, he's got the look kind of like him. He's just a bit more beef than Clayton. But everything about his style of play to the colour of his hair, to the shape of his forehead, Corey, I mean, everything to a T was just Clayton Oliver, I thought. He was so good. He was literally so good. I was just yeah, rubbing um, one out every time he touched the ball. Seven yeah, tackles, and, too. No, and, and that's what's very good. So, you know, and 15 out of those 20 touches were contested. You know, 75% of his touches were contested. It's a uh, it's a big number, or a big percentage, rather. Darcy McPherson had a blinder. The doggies let that go a couple of years ago as a father-son. Um, 132. Probably can't see coming of age, but, you know, no, you can monitor, monitor during the season. Mate, one that I was... It just shows, though, it just shows if Darcy McPherson is banging out big hundreds in this sort of series, anybody counts. So what does that say about Matty Real? Hey, don't sleep on Gold Coast, buddy. They're not as bad I'm as... I'm sleeping, that's a, that's and a, I am snoozing, and I am hitting snooze, and I am not even setting an alarm. I'm Set your alarm, wake yourself up, mate. They're making the top eight, buddy. But Hugh Greenwood I was thoroughly impressed He looked in Mickey's shape um, Was kind of just There when he needed to be there Every single time um, He was very very good early 109 super coach points 9 tackles 14 contested possessions He is as clean as they come On both sides of his body Left and right foot um, There's a play where you know, he got it in, someone turns it over, runs back, gets it again, drills one inside 50 on his left. So, um, massive Hugh Greenwood fan. Bombs, you've got him in already, don't you? Yeah, no, no, watching that game, I um, I made the move to get him in. He's sitting at F3 at the moment. So, I'm batting pretty deep in the forward line, but I'm very comfortable at 463 that this guy will be top eight um, forward line player. He was one for me that I'm just watching. I'm, uh, like, I'm just looking at my team. Like, God, how do I get this guy in? How can I find a yeah. way to get him in? Um, yeah. like even to the point was, where I almost had a look and be like, oh, what if I went dusty to him for a little bit and freed up some cash? Yeah. But just couldn't do it. But that was yeah. super impressive. If he puts on another clinic next week, it's going to be hard to ignore. Yeah, and you know that was my first thought, get rid of dusty to get him in. But what I did in the end was with a DPP, because I had Brander sitting in the forward line at that point, yeah. swaying uh, Brander to my back line. Oh, no, Stephen Hill to my back line, sorry. And um, and got rid of Dan Houston for Hugh Greenwood, actually. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't hate that. Might upset you. Yeah. Oh, look, it doesn't upset Listen, me. Listen, I looked like the Bonfer laughed at me for saying when I, I thought he could average 105 plus, and Bonfer laughed at me and told me I was being ridiculous. I need to pull my head in and get off the podcast. <laughs> he was a jet. Is Brett just living in the past? He was an absolute guy. Oh, I am. He, at, he was from, I don't from forget. the first run, like kind of run that he put in that game. I just looked at him like... This is this is Hugh Green with with a, with uh, a point to prove as well. He he left Adelaide, he got out of Adelaide because he knew they were a sinking ship, and he'd gone up there and joined some sun. Um, yeah, that a lot that impressed me. I think Lockie Weller looked really good. Forty eight percent game time, jumped to seventy five. Um, Fourteen centre bounces attended from forty nine percent game time. So that's pretty impressive. Can you can you get to the main man yet, Corey? 
Which one? His first, first, name, his first, name, his first name's Connor. What, you want me to talk about Matty Real again when we're talking about main men? No. A Buderick. Buderick. Surname Buderick. He was good, bro. Uh, Corey, one of the most impressive things to come out of the weekend was this guy. I just wanted to, okay. I was going to kind of like just wrap the Gold Coast rookies into like a little package, but okay. Oh, well, okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Go, no, mate. Go. You've taken the mic. You've just put your foot in it again. So just run. 14, t- and now he said 14 touches and kicked a goal, Corey. He was His good. impact on the gut now, 74 points. He's $106,000 mid forward. He's not quite 102. I'm not sure where they got this price from. How is he not 102,000 or 117? He hasn't played footy before. Where the fuck have they. Just Honestly, one of those where are they put the price is, he, is he an academy pick or some shit? No, Corey, he yeah. must be. Yeah. But at 106 mid forward swing, you want to do something, uh, something like that again next week, and I can guarantee you um, he's made our way into their sides. I've pissed off that little Marnie piece of shit I've that I thought was already. good, and I've already brought in Buderick, Corey. Yeah. I thought Noah Anderson was impressive without being super, super coach relevant at his price. Like, you're not going to you're not gonna drop 160 on Noah Anderson. He's probably going to be playing off a half-forward flank. Um, Is that any shorter than something? Is he? Yeah, he like might the, be. Well, yeah, way I too expensive. Uh, Jackie Lacocious looked good off a halfback flank, but I'm not putting that kind of money out. Can't wait for Rankin next week. Um, the one that you got to, I think, put a line through was your boy Jeremy Sharp. Bonds just sat no. in your pocket. You, you want to talk disagree. About <laughs> Strongly disagree. Now, okay. I tell you now. Now, these idiots, Corey, in the, in the page, we shouldn't oh call them idiots because they sponsor the show. They start having a go at me. Trade out Jeremy Sharp. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> you know what? He scored 16, but you know what, Corey? He had nine touches, and he had three shots on goal in 40% game time. Now, he is not going to go at 33% disposal efficiency. He's had three effective touches for the game. That'll lift itself. And don't forget, points are an ineffective touch. He snags three goals there. They're all like, oh, Bonds, let me suck your dick, mate. You're our fucking guy. You gave us three shots. Give for another week. I don't think he's playing round one, mate. The thing is, I don't think he's getting above 33% uh, efficiency on his disposal either because he's not going to be playing to get Mate, you know who I've, I've loved Ben Ainsworth and Alex Sexton in this game. I they, like Ben Ainsworth. They were football, legit. Ben Ainsworth. All the time. Ben Ainsworth's freaking... He's, he's grown into his... He's body, good. Man. He's, he's a good-looking young lad, Benny Ainsworth. <laughs> good football, yeah, too. Good-looking team, I reckon, Gold Coast. They'd probably win the flag. Yeah, it's not. they got the sun. they got the sun up there. You reckon too much, son? David Swallow. What about Jager? Jager before he came to Hawthorne. Matty Rao might be in a little bit of trouble. He'll be modelling in two years. If you don't mind another one, they do look quite sharp, Corey, don't they, eh? I don't think he'll play round one. He's, uh, I think he's needs to put a little bit more size on, uh, Mr. Sharp. Uh, he excited me. Now, you talk about the eye test. I was, I was honestly excited to watch him play. And I thought he looked good. I mean, apart from the disposal efficiency, that's okay. I'll forgive that. That's all right. His three, his three effective disposals. Really loved, cool. I loved it when he snagged that goal too because he missed the absolute sitter before. Hey, look, just just don't roll him off as yet. Yeah. Right? That's all I'm saying. And Jesse McLennan down back, he was out there for a little bit, but I don't now think that one, now yeah, that one, you can fuck off. <laughs> I reckon he could get a go round one. Jesse McLennan. No, I'm off him. Thought, thought he was alright. Um, now, the only one that really impressed me for Geelong was Mr. Farknackle. Yeah, Corey. 
Who informed you about his back end last year, final three game average? What was it? I think Brett. 104, get fucked, it was Brett. It was me, mate. <laughs> I told no, you. Okay, I'll pay this one. Bonford did call yeah, He said he was going to be like their top three middle or something like that. I, I told you my outlandish statement, he would be the one there just to, to soak up some uh, soak up some points. And, uh, you know, they're looking for a Tim Kelly replacement. The narco, mate, he's your man. He's just far too awkwardly priced to do anything about yeah. it, isn't he? One of those ones that you'd rather wait and see and hopefully if he becomes top six, just grab him later on. Uh, 14, if he was 200, you'd start with him. 14 and minutes months. attended. Um, don't don't worry about Patrick Dangerfield, anyone here. Like, I'm not making the move for Dangerfield to Clary because it's I was pissed off with Dangerfield's game. It was more me just playing around my team with Tom Mitchell and things like that too. Um, this is one of those ones that we did say in last Thursday's pod, irrelevant of what a player like Dangerfield does here. It, it means nothing. You know he's not lining up as a body key forward or pocket and he only played 58% game time as well so don't stress about Dangerfield anyone out there worrying about him he's still a gun yeah great yep still do Dangerfield things um, you expecting any regression this year from him or you think he's going to have a better year than last year we haven't really spoken too much about him um, I think he's going to sit in and around 115 so I think 115 sounds underwhelming for Dangerfield but let's not forget 115 is a certainty for for our top eight midfielder. Yeah. You still excited, Bretta? Yeah, haven't yeah. moved him out of my side. Yeah, I and I don't understand where all the hype is coming from with this Tom Mitchell over Dangerfield stuff. Because I know you're doing it, but... No, I don't. Everyone, I, it's not just you. A lot of people are doing it. I don't think I will do it. It was just uh, that I was playing around with the team last night seeing how I got Tom Mitchell in, and that's where I finished. I just, yeah, I just don't understand how people are doing it because I don't see this regression coming for Dangerfield. There was that article that came out. I don't know who ran it, but everyone got all hyped about uh, it. It was, compared... was a shocking article. I know who wrote it. But the I'm thing was, yeah, they were, compa- they were comparing them to the 30-year-olds and like, oh, they drop off at 30. And their two examples were Joel Sold and Scott Pendlebury. Scott Pendlebury slipped a disc in his back and played <laughs> half the season on like crazy painkillers. And Joel Sold has had 44,000 concussions in his career. The only healthy player was Gary Ablett, who had the second best year of his career like it's and oh yeah it was just it was silly and people are just taking it for granted and um sample size you know it's just one of those weird ones where they just they sort of handpick no offense to whoever wrote it i'm sure they put out good stuff a lot of the time and it kind of sounds cool when you get looking you get a little bit of tunnel vision looking at it but danger feels he's healthy and he's a gun and he just plays every game every year todd mitchell out danger field in yeah, Dangerfield over Titch so easily. Don't understand the Titch movement. Well, you got plenty of the ball on the weekend and people are going to react. Um, but I only play 61% game time, so they can't run out four games yet. Bonfer told us to be cautious about that. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you win some, you lose some. Isn't that right, Bonfer? My guy, my friend, my good friend, my Twitter friend. I'm, I'll tell you now, Brett, if you put in 61%, right, and you walk in your dog, you might appear on 61% more podcasts. Yeah, mate, I just don't have it in me, just like Tom Mitchell doesn't have it in him to do anything higher than 61%. Uh, any any worry with anyone that was looking at probably Tom Stewart, I'd say? They had a pretty good back six in, out there, and he was not great, or is this just a you know, community no. shield game? Don't worry about it too much. He's he's around out your top six if he's doing well on the back end of the year. He's not start your team material. Yeah, and the key word there from Brett was if he's doing well. Uh, Cooper Stevens was a little bit underwhelming. I think he'll spend a lot more time in the twos and won't get a go either. Might be, might give us something late, but he was out there for a little bit, didn't play as well as I thought. He had 12 touches, but he 
What did he go at? I thought, yeah, 58%. I thought he was pretty lousy. Uh, anyone else catch your eye? Nope. Nah. Jump across to the next game. Negatory. Who was the next game? Oh, Brisbane. Port Adelaide. Brisbane. Yep. I, you know, I'm not really liking the the shit that Dane Zorko is copping for pushing that player on the weekend either. It's not like deliberately oh. pushed him into the woman. And you know what? If that was an opposition player just on the bench or if that was a male trainer, no one, no one would give two fucks. Yeah. So. I was disgusted because he intentionally <laughs> aimed at that. That's only because Brett was trying to pick up, I reckon. <laughs> it was a little bit deep. It was a little bit deep. Bombs, you would have traded Loggy Neal in straight after that game, sure. Hey, Bombs, Zorko's cute, but he's not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, you had to play with Lucky Neil. Lucky Neil, what? It's Neil, Bonds, Oliver. It's just these, it's revolving door. It's in that too. It's this revolving door. I don't know who's going to be my fifth midfielder. So has he been in the last 48 hours? Of course he has. And will he continue to go in and out? You betcha. He's going to be one of those ones that come the start of the season, if I had 100 case in there, I'd, I'd grab Lucky Neil over Clayton Oliver. You know what it is, though. If like, I had 100k, I mean, Corey, he's had 47 touches, 27 contested, and 12 clearances, but he's only put up 168. Like yeah. he's hit a goal. I'm expecting that to be like 210. You know and, it's, I mean? and it's funny when you say it's only 168. Like we seem greedy, but I agree with you. And it it's a 61%. He had 25 at half time and hadn't even cracked a ton. Yeah, and it just seems to be that. For me, that's classic Lockie Neal. It doesn't yep. get a lot of love. From, the other, from the, the other uh, thing with Lockie Neal and McRae is I'm worried that Lockie Neal will probably get a lot more attention yeah. than McRae will. And I, mm-hmm. I did say before, don't look at this, but I think I think I'll get Lockie Neal for about eighty to ninety k cheaper than his starting price. At some stage, there'll be a, a sub ninety game in there. Yeah, yeah. That's the because beautiful thing with McRae is he only gets tagged once every five games where Neil it's every exactly. second game. Yeah. Tim or Zorko, maybe McCluggage, but McRae just gets left alone and that's why he's so valuable as a super coach player when you think who are the top five, ten players in the comp. McRae's not really in the conversation very often, but super coach wise, that's why he's so close to number one because he just gets left alone and we love that. Mate, you know who looked good around the ground? Stefan Martin wanted back the clock. Hey, oh, no. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Hugh McCluggage, I'm the happiest draft trader in the world. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah, not pickable Absolutely though. Absolutely filthy. Not to start the year? No, no, not to start the year. He's just a little. You know, who knows? There's, there's a lot of those players that could break out, but obviously you can't pick all of them. So way too much none. time. I'll pick the, the guys. I think no, way safe. too much time on the wing. Someone, someone I can't remember yeah. where they asked me the other day. Um, Hugh McCluggage, where was he playing? Didn't even crack over 10 centimetres to 10 a D. He was on a wing. Anyway, Ooh. he's good on a wing, and that's where he's playing. He's the next Elliot, yo. I reckon that's where he's going to be. I love him. Kid's a freak. Um, Daniel he Rich is, is an interesting one. I think he had something like 600 metres gained or something. I was watching the game for only a 91. Yep. Cool. That's, yeah, well, if you take if you take well if you take ten kickouts, yeah, ten kickouts, kick them fifty five meters each. There's five hundred and fifty meters gained. Daniel Rich is a cheat code when it comes to that sort of stuff. And he had six of them. Probably so... becomes relevant in the back end. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So he had a good year last year. 
He had a very good year last year. Finally did what he was supposed to do. Kind of put it all together. Not an, you know, an A-plus superstar year, but very, 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 very good year and a big reason why they were so good last year. You know what I don't understand, too? He, Bonfart, like, stats Bonfart. Like, he's licking sharps balls for the game he played. Now, Stasevich played, what, the same amount of minutes. He played a second half like Sharp, dropped 40, and had the same amount of disposals, made more tackle bombs. Why? And But yeah, you're calling Stasevich a flog. Yeah, I'll tell you why, because I expected more things from Stasevich. He's, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, listen to me. And to be fair, well, I probably didn't even know his number, so I probably wasn't even looking for him. 37. But, yeah, and he's also 30K more than Sharp. And I only raised the sharp thing because people had to go at me. Ha ha, bump all this kind of crap in that Patreon. Is that what our Sitting Patreon down. would sound like? Yeah, well, that probably I just want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon members. Just love you. Love you all. Love the content. Love you guys going to bump Oh, fuck off, Rick. You haven't even fucking logged on to it yet, fucking bump. I have a few times. Don't worry about it. I just dropped in Scotty Lysette lock a couple of times just to see what people got. Red's, got no, no Red's promised us tonight that he's going to be more active Patreon subscribers, so get excited. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, Dazza, Jazza. There's a few others. Scoobs. Jazz, love Scoobs. Jazza Scoobs, and Scoobs aren't in our Patreon yet, so... <laughs> oh, they've got to they get in. Where, where was your boy, Corey Lyons? Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. Where was he? Yeah, we, I don't understand what your question was. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Then. He's at home. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be in. He'll, make, he'll, have, he'll debut this year. Yeah, he won't. He, he won't will. debut. He will he debut. Won't. He's, I didn't There's realize no... how he's like 27 years old, too. We've got a game, 102k, don't worry about it. Um, I think that was it for them. They weren't super relevant either. All right, get on to it, mate. We know who you want to talk about. Game. Yeah, you know exactly what I want to talk about, and that is Stephen Motlop, mate. An absolute blonder. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Houston. Now, the one you player... You picked the more irrelevant player in the drive. That was fantastic. He had 130 supercoach points, Brett, and kicked three goals, so he was super relevant in a Marsh community. Wow. Now, out of every single player I watched this weekend, this was the one that I was most excited about. This was probably one I, most, I watched the closest. It was Dan Houston. He passed Every single test I wanted him to pass. Main one being 30 centre bounces. There was 30 centre bounces for the game, and he attended 24 of them. The only person that attended more than him was Lockie Neal. Um, looked good without setting the world on fire. Laid nine tackles. Um, 12 of his possessions were contested. Only had the 22, but that's going to go up. He was a pure midfielder. That's where he's staying. Put the padlock on him down back. He is a steal at 480k and a guaranteed top six this year. Either of you want to take me in a slab bet on that? No, nah, good job. No, it's, well, do you know what? I would have until you said it with such confidence and conviction, and now oh, I, just, I feel like you. Yeah, I am so that confident on Dan Houston this year, like that confident. That was, it was like he was hot, like he going at half pace, and he looked, he looked good. Uh, this is where I don't well, understand how you say I take Laird for an extra forty k, or Sicily for an extra twenty five. That's the only way I can say is a negative. About He'll outscore Laird this year. I'll take that with you if you want. I'm not looking to make bets, mate. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm just a baby. Seventy percent time on ground, mate. He's going to be. He'll Laird be... versus Houston. Yeah. Oh, all right. Slab of cruises. Let's get yeah. it. Bombs, can you write that down? Is this total points? Is this total points or um average? Uh, you want to go, uh, go average minimum five go games played? 
What was that? Average. average. If, they, if they both hit 10 games. If they both hit 10, 10. games, average. Done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So average. Um, 10 games, up. but 10 games plus. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Beautiful. Done. Cheers, stats, Wolfer. Um, my, uh, my only biggest thing here, Corey, is, I mean, how do I fit him and Greenwood? Yeah, that's and my problem. I feel like I can only afford one of them, and if I'm going to afford two of them, I... I feel like, you know, Dusty or Whitfield have to pay the price, but how yep. can you trade them yet? And that's what I'm looking at. See, now. that's... I was looking at it on the weekend. That's where I I'm found like, it. I'm, I'm how do I get... Went Neil to Oliver. Yeah. How do I get Houston and Greenwood? Like, I can't do it. Right now, I'm probably a little bit more confident on Dan Houston there than I am on, on Hugh Greenwood. See, but I think the defenders are, are a better, better stock, yeah, so yeah. I think Greenwood's more likely to be top of his position. Oh, because... Okay. Yeah. The, Say, the defenders, there's a lot more kind of options. You've got but I'm, I'm that confident that, that, that Dan Houston is, is definitely a top defender. I, I think Houston's averaging more than Greenwood this year. Yeah, and, and I yeah. probably agree with that too. However, I think still Greenwood's a better chance to be top six than Houston is to be top six. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't mind that either. Yeah, and that's uh, why you know I what was disappointing? Was what happened to your boy Trent Rivers, actually? I just realised that. What didn't he play? For uh, Melbourne. Yeah, who knows? He's probably joined, joined Sharks. <laughs> no, I actually liked that call. I thought he would definitely be there. But, um, yeah, look, I'm that confident on Dan Houston, and I think I'm 100% running him. Super impressed yeah, with this guy. I'm, I'm very, very close to running him. It's how. I mean, I would, honestly, as bad as it sounds, I'd love for someone like Whitfield to go down with an injury in the preseason. Why um, would just, you say something so horrible? Well, it would just change it up a bit. You know, when it? I was looking at Hugh Greenwood the other day, I was just thinking, oh, I remember Bonf stat, stat Bonfar, you know, over in the season last year, how many times did he score over 100? Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But Dusty plays 22, Whitfield doesn't. <laughs> oh, I think he'll be right. Hmm. Interesting. So I think I'm probably going to end up running one of Greenwood. The, and, the um, funny Houston. thing is, it's, it's always going to come down for those who in the Houston versus Greenwood battle. Battle. What what rookie presents themselves at the most value? Is it Greenwood and defender, or is it Houston and forward? Or you could go oh, with like Titch so to good. Oliver and Raul down to someone who's hundred and seventeen k, and then you got both, enough. and then we're laughing. But but I think because we've got Stephen Hill and Brander, we're both defender forwards. You've got enough DPP in your team that it actually doesn't make that second impact on on the yeah. field. Does that make sense? Do you know what you know so, what would be handy if if Devin Smith goes out and sits on a half forward flank next week? Why would that be handy? Well, because then I'm getting Hugh Greenwood. Well, That's what I did. Already. From That's ridiculous. Where am I getting 130k from? Yeah, I've got 100. I've got 120k sitting in my team right now. Really? Yeah, boy. Spend up, mate. Oh, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Waiting to see what goes on because if I don't need to spend it, that's Oliver to Neil. Mm, yeah. Yep. So, just waiting. There's been, yeah, been a lot popping up that we just need a, need a sus. Need a sus. Put a line through Brad Ebert, eh, boys? Oh, absolute line. That was the first thing I seen, thought when he was just locked up forward. He, he puts too much pressure on up there for them to put him in the midfield. It's bizarre because Hinkley never lies, and Hinkley stated explicitly he was he'd make the move to the midfield. Nothing we can do. You know who impressed me in this game? Rosie and Durs, my man. Yeah, Rosie. Oh my star. god, they looked yeah. so good. Like they're not super coach relevant, but 
Man, it's footballers. Um, Tom Rockliffe to run mm-hmm. the clock, brother. Rosie was 108 from 57%. Oh, there you go. Him. I didn't even notice that. It was 108 from 57. 19 Holy touches, shit. 8 tackles. Played on a wing, too. And, and his, through the midfield. You want yeah, to see the eight? He, eight. He went in for eight of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we didn't see last year from Rosie. So, very, Rosie very is a little monster. He does no runs forever, too. They were so good, man. I'm so happy that Desmond pulled out the... Caro's arrow when he kicked the goal yeah. as well. I'll tell, tell you who was pathetic was that George, Georgie Georgie Artis, mate. <laughs> Look, in all fairness, it was his first game within a year. He hasn't played AFL. Hasn't played AFL for a year. I still think he's in like 13% of teams. Oh, he's got to go. And, but who else are we picking? That's the problem. Well, right now, Mally I've got, I've got Bonner, Brando, Rankin, King. Oh, and close from Geelong, but that was only just because he played the other day. He won't get in there. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to find someone else. And that's where the Houston versus Greenwood debate would come up. Mm. Yeah, too shame. Good point. Yeah. Um, I just realised, I actually, I, I don't have 119k because I did do green, danger, uh, Dustin Martin to Greenwood last night. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's not staying there before I go to bed tonight. That was just my little play. You know, Brett goes in bed and plays with a dog and does whatever else he needs to do and I'll go to bed and play with my super coach team. Play with Dustin Martin. What else do you do? Hugh Green. Just out of curiosity, Brett, Brett, what else do you do in bed? Uh, just watch TikTok videos and pat me dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just had that TikTok I made of you. Have you seen that yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Can't I popped out of the it's that order time. You know that one? No, I hadn't logged on. Oh, I hadn't logged mate, on. To, uh, look, I don't want to. You were giving us a show on Super Bowl Day, mate. I just whipped out the biggest TikTok and going, it's Corona time. You know, with that stupid dance you were doing. I don't yeah. really want to talk about TikTok too much on uh, the Supercoach Elite's podcast, but I logged on for the first time in about three weeks the other day and I did see that video <laughs> pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but George Yardis, he's got a shit head and he, was, that, he looks shit. He's definitely not playing around one. Nah, nah, he'll play, Corey. Round one. Nah, he won't. Mm-hmm. Nah, he won't. He, he will. He hasn't played enough footy. I don't care. He'll play. <laughs> he'll um, just it. a side note, boys. Bonfat, what's your TikTok? I'm just trying to add you. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably at Bonfat Express, to be honest. I love it. Um, and everyone's Thanks favorite, for Trent McKenzie. Um, Cannon. Game time. Did he score um, another 110, did he? Nah. But that was, that was about it for that, that game. I like look Sam Power Pepper. He had good aggression around the ground. Hey, where was where was that Williams guy? I'd been talking him up. Where was he for Port Adelaide? Very no, disappointed no. in that. No idea. Mate, he'll probably they've be in George Yardies next week. They've come out and played Tobin Cox. Tobin Cox. <laughs> and he put on a clinic. Um, no, nothing yeah. else for this game? No. All right. We've got some... Man, this has been a long pot. I did not realise how long this had gone for. Apologies. We've got some pa- we got some Patreon questions though, boys. So running for this year, all our questions for the podcast will be dropped on uh, on Patreon. So um, anyone who's in there every week before the morning of the pod, I'll just write the tonight's questions, just fire them through. Look, if they come through for you over the weekend, feel free to put them in there and I'll try and get back to them as well. But start us off, uh, Ben Rothberg, big fan of the show. Petrarca is into his fourth year. Is this his breakout year? Like Danger, he averaged 80-ish and then went bang. Fitter, stronger, and looked like he was hunting the ball. Breda? 
Uh, I'm going to break it down to a percentage. I think he's a 25% chance to break out, which is definitely not enough for me to be uh, putting any sort of faith in him to start the season. Possibility, but very unlikely. How's this, how's this guy saying it's his fourth year, mate? It's his sixth. Uh, he missed the first one, though. Fourth year playing. No, it's not, because he was drafted in 2014. Which he means he played in... before he played a game. All right. Well, then that means he missed out in 15, which means he played 16, 17, 18, 19. This year's 20, so it's still five. He was yeah, drafted so he just six played years Yeah, Pops, you want to answer the question, mate, or you're just not answering because you got that right? Now, have we not had enough Petrarca talk, Corey? I mean, do I really need to answer? Yes. Well, no, that's my answer. All right, Table King. Now, I really like this question today. Um, Or, the dish is awesome, full stop. Last week, you guys talked about how keen you were on Robertson. Both Robertson and Dodie didn't play game one. Sad news about Dodie today, too. Given Clark played, that's Hunter Clark, played Robinson's role, and Dodie didn't even make the field, are you confident they will uh, they will play and still be, and will you still select them? Bumps, we'll I've, go with never you been, I've never been more confident of a player sitting at mid-200,000. Robinson is an absolute shoo-in. Yep. Dodie is an absolute fucking dud. Just call him <laughs> Duddy because he's fucking, well, I'll tell you now, that might be something else that goes on in Brett's bedroom. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, maybe that's why he's actually selected him. He's like, come yeah, here, Daddy. Fuck you, Brett. Hey, uh... <laughs> Robert, and I've never had so much confidence in the player mid-time. Now, I'm the same, and he's definitely... Uh, Hunter Clark's not offended him, because I think Hunter Clark's moving up to a wing in, at midfield this year. Um, yeah, and Robert is their ball user. Both good. There's two different wings out there, too. Uh, two different flanks as well. Uh... Bretta, uh, initial thoughts on Aiden Bonner. I liked it. I liked it, but I recently took him out of my team, even though he did nothing wrong, just structure. I just wanted a little bit of extra cash and just uh, took him out. But I think if you have the cash there, he's definitely worth picking. Who do you like better, Bonner or Rao? I'm guessing you're going to say Rao, but Bonner Rao. forward, does that make a difference? But is, is the positional thing Not make a difference? Question. Not at all. Okay. Bonner or yeah, he actually yeah. walked better. Oh, my God. Matty, oh, yeah. man, go, do yourself a favour and go watch that game. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll just put together a whole lot of tape. Uh, Payne, was the rank, one. Sorry to disrupt the questions here. How come Rankin didn't play on the weekend? He was hurt. Oh, he's hurt. But he's fit now. Yeah, he's playing. Okay. He, they always said that he'd miss that game. I think it was an ankle or something. They said he'd miss that one a bit. And they're saying that they're... The, and the comment that came out, I think, was that they're really expecting him to be fit and firing to play round one, which probably gives confidence that he's going to be healthy and also that he's in the picture to play around one. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this was the one before, Bonds. So you don't have to answer it. We're going to read it out anyway. Payne O2O. Bonds talked up Jerry Sharp. He only played 40% time on ground, scored 16. Didn't look that sharp. <laughs> who, was, who were Gold Coast rookies? Cash Cass that caught your eye in the game. Obviously, Matty Rao. Uh, which ones are you most likely starting now? Does Brett's team have Rao in it yet? Brett's a dumb dog, and he'll not. definitely have Rio before the game starts. Um, how many Gold Coast rookies you got, Bombs? Four, on a, three rookies, four players all up. Yeah, I've got three. I've got, no, I've got McLennan sitting down back, but that's not happening. Um, I've got, yeah, Buderick, Rao, Rankin, McLennan. And, Greenwood. Yeah, I've got Greenwood at the moment, but that's probably not happening. Brett, what about you? You got any Gold Coast rookies? Oh, yeah, I'm changing the uh, name. Maybe. Rankin... Yeah, no, Rankin and Buderick is the only two, and okay. I've got Greenwood at 4-3. Yeah. 
Nobody around. Nobody around. Oh, this is good. Trav25, never walk your dog in Supercoach, eh, Bretta? Hashtag Realtown <laughs> eggplant emoji. Oh, baby. I love it that podcast questions this year have come out after Brett. Matt Rao is a freaking gum, Brett. You're such a dickhead, honestly. <laughs> Hey, he's, he's too busy. He's too busy. Okay, no, 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 look, daddy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, look, hey, I'll be fair to you. I'll be fair to you. Fuck off, Fonzie. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you, are you, you still talking? Yeah, I've, I've had the thought that if Raul does go ballistic again in the next one, or just it just if he's just too hard to pass up, and everyone's picked him. I might have to have to pick him just out of necessity of I can't afford to miss the boat. Shut up, Jettas, How many of these I'm high not, price? I really rookies? don't want to. How many of these high price rookies? Too many. Why do I feel at the Marsh series we're going to have a bunch out, a bunch of out of the blue rookie picks? How do we ease the panic selection days before opening the season? <laughs> Corey's whiskey choice for round one approaching. Keep up the great work, fellas. Inside joke, boys. You get them when you hang out on Patreon quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Look, I don't think there is too many. You got Robin and you got Rao. They play their good value. Bonner, if they're in and around the midfield, then yeah. yeah. I reckon you don't have more than four of them. But see, the way I look at it is if you drop two or three of those, there's your 400k. There's your extra premium in your side to start the season. So you want me to drop Robin, Stephen Hill, Sarong, and Rao? Not Stephen Hill. I think you have. If you have, mm, there's also one there, or my, two of those. my argument is that you get the one primo and the five shit rookies versus players that are going to bump out between eighty to one hundred with ease. I think points and cash gain you're better from your two hundred k players. How, how many? How many of them are actually going to do it? How many yeah, do well, it year to year? Dev so Smith, I don't think it's that, that high. That's not about, I, I don't think we've ever had this much this much value early year to year. But they haven't yeah. played a game yet, so we don't know what the value actually is. Just well, it's not just it rookies, though. Nice. It's Matt, Matt Rowe's an absolute gun who's doing Sam Well shit this year. Um, Dylan Robert and Stephen Hill, they're ex-veterans, man. They could both average 90 this season. Like That's wishful thinking. Yeah. And I reckon Robert and Stephen Hill could also tear his hamstring and Dylan um, Robert and could also have a heart attack. And that's in the first game. Like, it's just oh, as likely. If you reckon it's just as likely Robin has a heart attack than he does no, Scott Donny. <laughs> Alright. I think that... Well, how about this? What's what's more likely? Stephen Hill averages 90 or does his hammy in the first game? Averages 90. You are kidding. You are absolutely... Brad, kidding. Now, He's playing off a halfback flank and doesn't miss what's target. More likely, what's more likely? Dylan Robin plays 10 games or, average, or averages 90? Averages 90. 90. No way. I do one for Matty Rowe. Maybe put the average to 100 because that's what he's fucking doing this year. <laughs> nah, you just, get, you just get a little carried away, you know. Just exactly. Bob gets excited and then Corey rides it. And I, you know what? Corey used to be responsible. And then one year, you did get carried away. And what happened? You got relegated to Division 2 and you've just been struggling ever since riding off Bomfer's advice. <laughs> I finished riding hey. both of you last year. <laughs> and I'm in Division 1. I'll play for league. I'll play yeah. for league, you dog. Don't worry about it. This cocky is not picking Doherty, and he's got the he's got the audacity to have a go. This guy, Doherty, every time it's like, oh, who's your top six forwards? He's like, yeah, but good forward, hey, but yeah, Brett's hey, not picking Doherty. This is how fucking smart you are. You're picking Hugh Greenwood for thirty k yeah. more than than Sam Doherty. All right, here's a question for you: How many knees does Hugh Greenwood have? <laughs> yeah, two. <laughs> 
<laughs> How many has Doherty got? He's got four. He's got his original two. We've got another three replacements. <laughs> he's very actually nice. got more legs, covers more ground. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Dazai, great to have Brett back now that he finally got out of the sack and didn't have to walk his dog. <laughs> You're all fuckwits. I thought Dazza was me, mate, and he's ditching in me too. Unbelievable, Dazza. I've got four players between 180 and 260k. Robin and Hill, Rouse, Stevens and Bonnet. Is that too many? No, Daz, I've got them all too. That's too many. It's definitely not too many. Don't listen to Bray. He's an idiot. He's got five. I reckon that's one too many. I think four. Yeah, but you don't like Aiden Bonner. If you liked Aiden Bonner, you'd be licking his ass. That's correct. Yep. Uh, Bombs, mate, Lonely wants to know if you can run Petrarca at F2 if he plays full-time mid. It's, it's Corey. I mean, anyone that wants to run Petrarca should feed him, just start walking their dog and not listen to them. I'm done. I'm so done. They uh, actually need to get themselves another hobby. Frogger you wants can't to... start the year with him. I agree. Frogger wants to talk about structure slash depth. Who are you currently running at D4? Yep, Stephen Hill. Steve Hill. Robinan. M5. Bonson Pelly. Oliver. 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 Ruck 2. Gorn. Gorn. Which annoys me. It should be Nick Nat. F4. Devin Smith. Rankin. Rankin. Bonner. Um, yeah. Or is it... Yeah. Or a mix of... That doesn't even make sense. Or a mix of 450, 500k mid to mid prices. I don't actually get... That just yeah. that just really shows how cl- close like our teams are in terms of structure and really just the premium split it sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I think it. Yeah, there's a little bit of difference there. Um, <laughs> Dazza also wants to know if the Bonds Express will man up and get a league in a league with him, so he, so he can't hide behind the I'm a league player rubbish. <laughs> Who's this? That's Daz. He's calling yeah, you no, for the first time ever, Corey, I'm actually not participating. I'm making a team, but I'm not joining any leagues this year. Yeah, right, that. Yep, zero leagues, so I'm just playing for overall this year now, does <laughs> If only, Frogger, if only two of the Western Bulldogs mid, which two? I think we're on the same consensus with that. Is that true? McCray, no, Bond. Yeah. McCray, Bond. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, McCray, Lipinski. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one. <laughs> McCray, Bond for me too. Um, anything else to add, boys? Can't believe how close it is. How good was it to have footy back on the weekend? It was fantastic. AFL, now, I should say. I won't knock AFLW because I actually do. I actually do like AFLW. Believe it or not, I don't mind it. I I forgot to name drop one other Fremantle rookie, and right at the top of the show, Corey. Just keep an eye on Sam Sturt. All right. I just want to leave that there. He's off Jay Sharp. He's on Sam Sturt. Now, <laughs> just think about it, Hogan. He's Potentially never to be seen again. You just keep an eye on this. Got a name Sturt. dropping a key forward that's unheard of that plays for Fremantle. Corey, now when he comes out and snags four in the first Marsh Community Series game, not to mention him. we are actually going to have a big price rise from him, but it's only going to be one game because Freo do have Essendon in round one, so there's potentially he could kick ten. One ninety four on debut, Corey. <sighs> Uh, only my kick 13. Uh, <laughs> anything else to add? 
Uh, no, I just wish wish Brett all the best this week. I hope he's um, just on the hour he's been on the podcast. His uh, testosterone levels have just kicked up a gear and um, reached healthy, adequate levels again. Uh, all you know, all, all I'm going to say is, Bomper, <laughs> it's always it's just always good to hear your voice, mate. It's just always good to hear your voice. <laughs> and just remember, Brett, when you're going to sleep tonight, just remember my voice saying, "Come here, Daddy." <laughs> Oh, that's that's cringe. That's not what you're. Doing. <laughs> um, hey, look, this is this is the last pod before we, we you got a chance to join a league. So head across to patreon.com forward slash sc elites. Um, sign up before February 29th. If you if you are a Patreon member before February 29th, you will be in one of our Supercoach Elites leagues that we're running. Um, kind of splitting them up into divisions. To divisions and things like that. There will be prizes for league winners and things like that too. So, um, not only do you get to take on one of us three idiots, but you'll also yeah get the chance to win beautiful prizes at the end. Um, yeah. yeah, and don't forget to join the group if you haven't so already. Code is one nine six two three four. 196234. Yeah, and I do just want to give a shout out to our Patreon members that we got now. I know, I know you open the top of the page with the bombs, but it has been a lot of fun early days. Nah, it certainly has. I'll tell you now, I feel closer and more connected to the community than I ever have. Yeah. Um, that's aside from one member who I pretty much refused to talk to, that's because he's a fucking wanker. Um, so aside from that, Corey, that Dazza. And, and look, <laughs> and I'll tell you now, Dazza on the pod. I love when, it. You've got, when you've got Dizza and Dazza, there's, you can understand why they're both fucking pissed, mate, because their names aren't too far off. There, there is, just completely off topic, we do have a punter section in there that goes pretty crazy on a freaking Saturday. And the, the one thing that's got me going so far is when either a Diz or a Dazza submitted to him and if it loses, they change their names. Like each other's names. So Daz will change Diz's name to Lizza and Diz will just keep changing Daz's name to Laz. It's just... <laughs> so fucking petty, but it's so good. Uh, the latest one, Brett might join on Patreon too. He might sign up and have a chat with someone. We're not too sure, but um, on behalf of Brett, Brett Bombs and myself, peace out community, and thanks for listening.